Hello and welcome to Yerushalmi Peah Dav Chaf Gimel. We are wrapping up the second parak. Bezer Hashem, one more day. So um, there's a very famous Gemara, and I want to just kind of go through these two points, which ha- both have to do with the um, the importance of Torah Misinai. So Rishuman Levi says that when it describes the Luchos, Valeim Kechol Advarim, it says on them were, was everything. So the Gemara Darshans from these extra words, there's a lot of extra verbiage here. So aleim, it's what's the aleim? It should say aleim on them. What's an on them? And is coming to include kol and um, kichol hadvarim. What's this extra? Just say aleim kol dvarim. What's the aleim? What's the extra kichol? And what's the extra hadvarim? So it says that all it, it hints to the fact that Moshe was told about all these things. Mikra he knew the psukim. Mishnah he knew the Mishnayis. Talmud he knew the Gemara vaagados and he knew the agados. Now. That's only that's four things, and the Pusik only had three. And then it says, we'll come back to that in a second. A filumasha talmud vasik asid lachadesh lefnei rabo kivar nemer lemoshu b'sinai. Even something that a talmud would would uh, say in front of his rebbe was said in front of Sinai. So this is actually a famous Bavli and a Yerushalmi as well. Um, and so let's just zoom out. Yefei Torah wants to know why does Moshe have to know these things. So he says that because Moshe had to receive the entire Torah, um, and also. Um, Moshe inspires these ideas. Remember, it says that a, a child learns Kol Torah Kula inside his mother's stomach, so it all has to go through Moshe. Now, um, the, what the Gemara seems to be saying is not necessarily it's that it's these four things, specifically. The Gemara seems to be saying that, in general, everything was told to Moshe. So now, in what form was it told to Moshe? So, there's a couple of points. First of all, the Mishnahis itself, like Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky used to say, is the keys to Shas. And in the Mishnah, sometimes little words, little nuances, already encapsulate so much of the Gemara. The Gemara, you know, is Medayic from Mishnah very, very heavily. So, therefore, the seeming simple explanation of all these things is that in what Moshe was told, that answered the question. There's a very famous uh, question, there's a very famous story with the Vilnagon, that there was a local professor in uh, Vilna that came to visit the Vilnagon and wanted to see what was so impressive about him. And so he asked him his most difficult question that he was stuck on. And the Vilnagon spent according to this story, one minute explaining the answer to that question. And the man was blown away by the brilliance of the Vilnagon. Some people say that Kramer's Law, by the way, in, in um, geometry, is from the Vilnagon. I was not able to verify whether it's true or not, although his name was Elio Kramer. Um, and But I did find that there's a book called Isle Mishulish, which is a book on geometry that was apparently written by the Vilnagon. I saw it in the Otsar in Kiryat Sefer many, many years ago, and I've seen it other places as well, um, and it just kind of explains geometry, which is really fascinating. It makes a lot of sense to me because I happen to love geometry, and it's very logical, and the Vilnagon's approach was certainly brilliant and logical, and knowing geometry helps a person throughout Shas, in Erevin, and many other places. Um, so it makes sense that he would have studied it, etc. There's, there's a story about him that he wanted to go to medical school, and his father told him that he would not be able to dedicate his life to Torah because he'd be he'd be a good doctor and he'd be mukhayev to save people's lives all day and and perhaps he should focus on saving people's spiritual lives. But anyway, the point is that this professor came to speak to the Vilnagon and the Vilnagon gave a formula a formula answer, and the man was blown away. He went back and he discussed it in the university, and he realized that the answer answered a lot of questions, but it still left a few. So he came back to see the Vilnagon, and the Vilnagon patiently repeated his entire answer verbatim as to what he had said. And the man said, oh, now I understand what you were answering. Okay. And the man went back, and his mind was blown. He didn't realize how much detail this this genius rabbi had had incorporated in his original answer. And then again, he got stuck with some of the parts. 
came back, and the Vilnagon repeated himself for a third time verbatim. So what that shows is that in the answer, he had preempted exactly what he was trying to say. Uh, he had preempted all the questions that were going to arise, just this man didn't appreciate it. Um, there was someone that said over that he asked Rav David Feinstein a question, and Rav David used to try to preempt a lot of the, a lot of the uh, things, that the questions that would come up later, and the doubts that would come up later in, in many of his answers. He would formulate it that way. That's the way the geniuses think. That's the way they talk. Kolshke in the Torah is, is, uh, is that way. So the way I've always understood it was that the Torah was given to Moshe, the formulas, um, the basic formulas. In that answer, in that explanation, that answers all the questions that were there. Now, what does it mean that the Talmud Vasig is Asad Lizchadish? So, two parts. One of them is that there's a way to understand the Torah in Mikrobus and Pshuto. There's a way to understand the Torah through the Yud Gimel Midas Shatar Nidreshes or through the Lamad Bey's ways, which, by the way, they, we talked about this earlier the Lamad Bey's ways of um, the, the 32 ways that are, that's another price. That why, why aren't, there is overlap between them, but why are they not all included? So, one answer. Um, that I saw brought down about the 32 ways of Rabbi Eliezer, Eliezer Ben Oshor Yosei is because most of his are not so relevant. The Shlosh Yisrael Midas Shaitar are the most common ones, and also a lot of those have to do with Agadita, and so um, that one is also not included, the Agadita story. But anyway, uh, the Agadita tools. We'll save that for a different time, even though we're in the middle of Agadita, and, and there's a lot to say about that. So um, another thing is that Talmud Vasek L'chadish L'thnei Rabo the Mepharshim say this in, in, in the Bavli as well, that it means that it has to be something valid, not just something that some person makes up, but a Talmud um, Vasik, which means a sharp Talmud, old, here it says, um, yeah, uh, so Lefnei Rabo, it has to be something that, that makes sense in Torah, that, that there's accountability there. Um, and, and the last thing I was going to say was that there is such a concept of Rabo Senu Hinichuli Makom, that um, that there's a special place in Torah that was never said. For example, the Maral has a Chiddush in uh, Torah R on Hilchas Hanukkah that you're only allowed to use oil because the miracle happened with oil. No one else, although you could argue there probably were a few people here and there, but overall, that's his chiddush that he says. Um, there are many, many other chiddushim. We've talked about these. There, there's there's famous note of Yehudas and Chassam Sofers and other things of Anichli Avosai that they left me one spot. It's, it's based on a Gemara. There's a Gemara that says such a concept. So there is such a concept, and how that works is beyond the scope of this conversation, but just to see that that, that could be part of it, that it came from Moshe, but it, it was left for a certain person to be Goder. Obviously, there's no mitzvahs they're creating, there's no, uh, you know, huge nafkaminas usually, but that's what it is. Okay. Um, so then I want to say, I think I talked about earlier uh, something from the, the uh, note of Yehuda about, about uh, Peya, if, I, if, I don't, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, so... That's what the Torah is saying. Now, the implication here is very odd because it seems like it's saying this was written on the Luchos. So there's actually a Yerushalmi, and there's actually a Medrash as well, that says that, that in between each of the um, Dibros on, on the Luchos were all the corollaries of that. So, in fact, these things were actually somewhat written on them. Save that for a different time. Okay, and then the second part that I want to say is a very famous Gemara, which is found here with Yerushalmi, um, which was quoted by the Ramban in his debate with Pablo Christiani. The Ramban basically Yadua had to had to um, debate the king of Argon forced them to debate with Pablo Prusciani, who was unfortunately a Mashima Jew who had converted and wanted to prove his um, alliance to the church. And so the Ramban said that I'll I'll debate him, but you have to give me permission to say whatever's on my mind, whatever I want to say. Um, otherwise, I can't. It's not a fair debate. And so the Ramban decimated him and put it in Sefer Bikuach. He wrote it, um, and the king of Oregon gave him apparently golden coins, a very large sum, and said, "You won." but now get out of my country. <laughs> so you won, but now you can't be here. 
according to some gears in the story it was i can't protect you people are going to try to kill you and other and other uh versions it's I, i'm going to kill you so they're on bond that's what that was the impetus for their on bond moving to Stral, where he finished his commentary on on, on Chumash. so there they asked him that there's a there's a passage that says that jesus is born um on, on Tishbab and other places, etc. So you see that even you Jews believe that Jesus was already born. So he quoted this Brisa, and it's a whole machlokus about how to understand it, but Rezeira B'Shem Shmuel, it's on this page. Ainlem Maiden, you cannot learn Lomana Halachos, Velomana Hagados, Velomana Toseftos, Elomana Talmud. You can't pr- bring any proofs from these things, from the Agados. And he quoted this as being from the Midrashim. And there's a Taj, which is a very, fi- there's actually, if you look in the Kolkis or Ramban, that uh, Shvel's, that's all created he did a phenomenal job he has a phenomenal footnote if you want the history over there beyond the scope of this conversation but he literally brings down um i would say dozens of sources that that have been methodical with their own bond was he just giving him an answer as a decoy did he really mean it what does that mean and there are many mafarshim to talk about here exactly what it means that you can't learn from i got it to story at all you can't learn halacha at all it's kind of like disclaimers that people put in books you know you can't i'm trying to bring out a story but don't take any halacha from it which is true it makes sense that way so uh, how that works exactly is beyond the scope of today, but just I wanted you to be aware of those two major things about about all Torah is given to see, uh, from Sinai to Moshe, and also the idea of what, what does this mean? There's a concept in Chazal of not learning from my goddess. Have a great day.